Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is um, October 4th, but who cares? <laughs> my name is Chris and I'm joined for the last time by co-host Daniel. For the last time ever. Ever. <laughs> You're moving out. You're moving out. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for uh, being here and sending us off as we hear on the last episode for the Reader Copy. It's the last chapter. We're closing the book and then we're selling the book at a garage sale. Yeah. On, on discount. I hope we, we finish good. Yeah, you know? we have like folded corners, folded corners, pretty beat up. Hopefully, it lived up to what the fans wanted. You know when um, people read books on a train and then they'll like fold the front cover like all the way to the back, like around. Yeah, and it was like got me mad because it cringes because the the creases on the back of the book. Is that why? Yeah, and what? like when you when you're not reading it now, the cover's all curly. Yeah, but I I appreciate those people. I guess those are reader copies. They're that, beat that's, up. that's us. Yeah, but it's like they don't care about the quality of the book. It's just the experience story. of the story that's what they're into for not i don't know you know what i pristine what i do is when i buy a, a book and it has that paper cover sleeve over the hardcover okay yeah i just take that off how are you gonna know what kind of book it is now I, it has still a label on the <laughs> spine you can also read the book yeah <laughs> i just don't like that that feeling of that book cover thing the plastic in it yeah. i think they have that mainly for like libraries and it's like they put it in sure. a film or whatever to keep protected do you um have to cover your text books when you're like in elementary school like paper bag oh yeah yeah and you get to design it however you want it or did you buy like the stretchy they had like stretchy material stuff but that was after i was out of school already we did have those uh, for for when i was in school and they were like super cheap it's not a big deal yeah but you realize later on you're you're not the cool kid if you have those on you're supposed to have the the paper bag so you can doodle yeah especially us we're like artsy people Mm -hmm. you know we got those jeans from dad right but like yeah you you want something to doodle in uh when you're bored in class I used to go all out and be like, I'm putting a, a pocket on the inside sleeve. Oh, extra. It's like, I, if I fold it this way, I could insert stuff. Do you remember any specific drawings you had on like your notebooks, any of your... Um, um, I had a bunch of those S's. Oh my God. No, you were not that kind of a guy, were you? <laughs> I would doodle that. I had a famous one in my in my class. I had okay. like a, almost a photorealistic drawing of Heath Ledger's Joker. I thought <laughs> just Heath Ledger. And just Heath Ledger from uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> But yeah, I had, um, you know, the binders that you had like a clear plastic outside that you could just slip a cover into or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah that's what a, you do. I had Lana Lang from Smallville. I remember that. <laughs> that was so weird. You were crushing on her. You had a picture of her. And then when you're done with that, you hung it on your wall. Is that what I, uh, probably. Yeah. I don't remember now. <laughs> so weird. And this the binder a- was empty. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a, uh. Just a printout, like from the printer. It was- I printed it at school. Really? That's weird. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, um, there was big news mm-hmm. this weekend. I wanted to get your first reaction of it, of the blockbuster trade that happened. The blockbuster trade? Yeah, we know you're the sports guy of the show. Oh, uh, This is the last time you can talk about it. So Talking about trades, I was thinking like the stock market. <laughs> like what? Disney sold everything? <laughs> Blockbuster trade. If you could name one player, I'll be impressed. Lionel Messi. No, not even the right sport. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. Not even playing anymore. <laughs> what sport are we even talking okay. about? What? Give me a hint, clues. Basketball. Ba- okay, basketball. Brittany Griner. <laughs> she was released. Yeah. We did trade her, technically. That was a trade, right? It was we a- traded for like some Russian like spies or something. I, I thought we like traded like, like the Russian Iron Man for her. <laughs> What? Crazy stuff, yeah. Whiplash? Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. (laughs) 
uh, art imitates life, really. <laughs> I want my bird. <laughs> what? Okay, uh, who are um, LeBron James? No, I don't know any sports basketball people. I mean, you're the sports guy of the show. Everyone uh, knows. Everyone that. knows. I'm the sports master. Yeah, right. But only anime sports, apparently. Oh yeah, I love anime, like tennis. <laughs> Uh, well, Damien Lillard. Do you know Damien Lillard? Damien Lillard. That's Batman's son. Dame, dame time? <laughs> Did you say Dame time? Yeah. That's, that's what he, he it's, dame time. It's, da- it's Dame time. It's Dame time. It is, though. What a loser. It's, no, he. well, he's a winner, just not championships. Really? Yeah. He's, he's, he's good at basketball, just never won a ring. Right. He's probably the best player that hasn't won a ring. So he's going to win one now, right? Like, Well, he get- got traded to the Bucks. Do you know who's on the Bucks? Yeah, that's the freak, right? Which is, what's his name? Genius. Genius. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, I like his logo. I'll give him that. The freak with the Nike logo. That's actually that's yeah. hard. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> well, I think this is his best chance to win a championship, but he might be past his prime. Really already? Yeah. D- didn't the Warriors like get like an old guy past his prime? Was his name uh, Chris Paul? Is that his name? Sure. I don't know if he's gonna be that good for us because he, he's older now, or did, yeah. is now what we need? He's older now. Okay. Definitely past his prime. There, he used to be like great. He probably still is very good. I just now don't know how he's gonna work with the Warriors. We just have to time up with like other younger people. It's like Hollywood Hogan, you know? He has to go evil. He has to go heel. Oh. And then he gets extra power. Hollywood Chris Paul. Hollywood Chris Paul, That's yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if there's like an NWO in the NBA? That's what I want. Like all of a sudden there's this team that just messes up games. <laughs> They come from a different league and they break in. <laughs> they walk through the crowd. Like out of nowhere, like you see players, like they're about to make a shot. And instead of shooting, they just take off their jersey and they have a different <laughs> color, like in you know, a black and white. Yeah. Could you imagine someone's like make, running a, a drive, he's about to dunk it and then he gets hit by a steel chair? Yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> Someone gets lifted and smashed into a wood table. <laughs> there's not enough sports where it's like interference is allowed. I like, I, I mean, if you think about it, there's nothing special about wrestling. Yeah. Where they have to make it fake. Like, I mean, what? what I'm saying is you can make anything kind of fake, I think. I think in between games, what they need to do yeah. is get like their best players and then make them like talk smack about each other on the mic. That would make, th- that would explain the story to me so much better. Yeah. So people uh, playing baskets in the hoop, I don't get the backstory. <laughs> you know, I, d- I didn't read the original comic books. I don't, <laughs> I don't know the story. You got to get the mangas. The, ma- uh, the overseas. Right. They're ahead. They're all week ahead <laughs> you know what they kind of do <laughs> we have to wait for the the english dub i was watching uh you're watching anime i was trying to get into it yeah i was trying to explain it to you and in between commercials they'll show like a player stat card oh they yeah they do that in sports they do yeah they show like a player's stats for the day and they show their superpowers <laughs> I, I, what I don't get is how come you're not super into anime? I think I like anime more than you like sports. So I'm what? doing my part. I think we're e- about even. Because <laughs> obviously I really like sports. You really like anime. I kind of like anime. So maybe that's No, it. you really like anime. I like some animes. Like there's ones that like I'm over. It's too long. But you can agree that I like anime more than you like sports. Then I like sports. Maybe. Yeah, so I'm doing more effort to like your what, interests. What what animes do you like? You don't like any animes. You don't like any sports. Yeah, so it's about even. No, but I'm giving an effort. I'm watching anime with you. I'm you're, There's a football game on the TV right now. That's it's on, on mute. mute. It's on mute. 
Are you kidding me? Are you serious? <laughs> this is ridiculous. When we were watching anime, it was not on mute. Yeah, because I well, it might as well have been I had to talk over it and explain every character's <laughs> yeah, backstory. I didn't know what's going on at all. It's cool. It's my hero, my hero academia. It's basically superheroes. That's true. Yeah, they did have like superpowers, but the entire episode was them walking from one end of the street to the other. That's how you have to grow to love anime, patience. <laughs> it's a lot better in Japanese. That's probably it. All right. Well, like we said, this is our final episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not I'm not sad. Yeah. It was all a long stretch, this this podcast. And we, I enjoyed our time. Yeah. I think five years is long enough. I think so. I think we outlasted some podcasts out there. I think so. I mean, it was just like, we're doing this for fun, really. We're going to talk about comic right. books anyways. Yeah. Let's put on the mic and just let the universe have it. But it's run its course. Right. So, as usual, why don't you explain how the show works? Here at Reader Copy Podcast, we have three different bits. First up, we'll run down the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll usually talk about a comic book. But today, we're doing something different. We're doing a list episode, and we're doing the top five comic books that uh, we recommend that we're not in an episode, that we didn't make an episode around. At the end, we'll finish with side stories, uh, when watching, reading, and entertainment we've enjoyed this week. All right, for the last time, let's get into the news. It's over. We did it. Uh, The writer's strike has ended. We did it. It took us five years of having a podcast to end this strike. That was been a couple months. I was behind the studios. You're trying to ingratiate yourselves? Maybe get lifted up to... I'm just... I'm trying to, you know, play both sides a little bit. Right, yeah. Uh, But the writer's strike is over. They're back to work. Uh, I think the biggest thing was like, um, their fear was AI writing. Basically, just like, you plop that into a black box and it gives you a script. Right. And everyone's out of the job for writers. Exactly, yeah. But I I think the deal is that there's not going to be any AI contribution in writing for Hollywood and stuff. Um, It's such a a weird end to the thing. Yeah. Because a lot of people say, the writers won, right? They they gave them some proposals, so it was like percentages. Right. And they got a lot of the way there. Mm-hmm. But there's another stipulation, like this strike, this deal is only up till 2026. They're going to reevaluate that. Reevaluate everything. Yeah. So it's like, what does the, that mean? The thing about studios is when this happens, this happens before. Yeah. The longer it goes, I think the better it is for the studios. Because then the writers have to get back to work. They get no pay for- They're not getting paid. As far as writing. Yeah, they're struggling. So I, I guess this whole thing being short and they were reevaluate in 2026 is to the benefit of the writers, I guess. Yeah, possibly. Maybe they have more fire firepower back at that point. We don't know. Yeah. Hopefully Hollywood's back like running again by then because COVID slowed it down. And yes. this it was kind of getting back to normal, but then definitely the writer strike slowed it down. Yeah, yeah. Things were getting delayed. Slow down our comic book news. Right. Um, well, with that, Marvel and Disney has started talks with writers to begin um pitches for the X-Men and the MCU. Obviously, like a huge element to Marvel already, like in the comic books. And uh, with the acquisition of Fox, they uh, they finally get their hands on these X-Men characters, the mutants. And so it's a big deal. It's yeah. down years down the road, but they want to get the right writer for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, l- lately, I think they're like 50-50 batting for like what I think is good writing and content in the MCU. Lately? Yeah. Uh, maybe that number's right. Um, some TV 
shows were not as hot as he hoped, like Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, Quantumania was kind of just okay, right? Yeah, in my opinion. Um, but then there are good things. Um, I really enjoyed Shang Chi. I think it was good writing. Yeah, that's true. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Um, some people didn't like um, Eternals, but I thought it's pretty good. I think the writing's good. I think the writing uh, for some of the characters really excellent, but it was kind of long for me. It's a long like it's, you're just seeing a whole team. Okay, but it, it's suspended centuries. That's right. Yeah, you have to condense <laughs> it down. To, uh, it to could have been way longer. <laughs> uh, to think about the X Men, I feel like it's going to be the center point of Marvel Comics when they finally get introduced. Don't yes, you think? Definitely. I think my idea is after Secret Wars, there's kind of like a, a reset to Marvel, and it's going to be X Men focused. Yeah, I mean, mutants at least, right? Right. It's yeah. going to be the new hotness, mm-hmm. and they have to build drama with that. And how can you be worried about mutants when like Spider Man and like Iron Man, right? Or People even are Thanos. used to superheroes already. Yeah. So I think they have to reset it so that maybe the world has forgotten about that or like their memories are erased or something happens kind of like Civil War. Yeah. Like we're kind of scared that these people have too much power. Right. Exactly. Right. There needs to be some type of like fracture between the superheroes and yeah. the common folk or just forget about them. And it's happened in the past. Everyone kind of forgot Peter Parker. Right. right with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. People, people still know Spider-Man. But you know, people's memories are flimsy. Right. Yeah. Um, I think they've already hinted at mutant stuff. Yeah. They in my reading that there um there's some rumors about what Thunderbolts is gonna be about. Oh, what is that? Um, I might not know this yet. The rumor is that the MacGuffin or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to spoil too much in case it's real, <laughs> but the MacGuffin is adamantium. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That they're the is driving the story for them to get. And that obviously leads into Wolverine stuff. So like the the new like material that's really strong Wolverine. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to use adamantium to make US agents like new shield or his own shield and it's stronger than vibranium. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. They can cause a drama. But I, I, what I want for the X-Men definitely since the beginning, since their um, inception is yeah. what it is their called? Start? Yeah. Yeah. Is that society discriminates against mutants. You want hatred. I want them to be a divide <laughs> and that X-Men have to overcome that. Right. Be the better mutant. <laughs> Not person, mutant. Yeah. It's That's what was uh, the heart of the X-Men animated show. Yeah. Especially the early seasons. And the comics. Yes. I I definitely want that in it. I think um, that was, oddly enough, that I've only felt that in the movies in the worst X-Men movie. Oh, yeah? Which one? It was X-Men 3, Last Stand. X-Men 3. Oh. Where you felt like society was really against uh, the mutants. In the other ones, it was like just action. I think like it is a future past. You have like Trask, but it's not the public. It's like the government. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I definitely want that in the forefront. And it's kind of like always happening in the X-Men. Like um, the comic books, the X-Men, they're an analogy for like discrimination and prejudice in regular people, right? Right. In in humans. So I think, yeah, you're right. That has to be like heart of it. Why like Magneto's driven to also separate himself from humans. Right. He thinks he's better than them. Yeah. So is that what you want? Do you want like the young, like teenagers in high school, you know, first class is a start of the, the X-Men? We, I really don't know what they'll do. There's a lot of takes on it. Um, like James Marsden, Famke Jenkins, they're already adults. 
Yeah, I, I would go that route. I would go with like the X-Men are already an older team. Oh, okay. Um, and there's still like the younger kids that are still, they're recruiting or whatever. Okay, all right. But like Cyclops and Jean Grey and stuff, they're not students anymore. Maybe they're like like college age or maybe past college, just past college age. Yeah, something like that. You know, you get young actors to do it. Right. But not like like how Peter Parker is in high school. Like Not yeah. like that. Okay, okay. They're still a little bit older, but then they have, they have to have a school. There has to be a school involved, right? Sure. And they're teachers at the school. That could work. Yeah, they're maybe they're new at this. Um, and then Hugh Jackman's the Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's going to replace Wolverine in that. I mean... I think there's obviously, no matter who you pick, there's going to be backlash. So many fans will be like, this is, he's not a good enough Wolverine. Yeah. But you kind of just have to take it. It's all about the, the two, the attitude yeah. of Wolverine. And Hugh Jackman got that right. But I want them to take like a different route. Like he needs to be like a berserker, but like kind of like little man syndrome. Like I think I want him short. <laughs> You know? uh, yeah, I mean, Hugh Jackman's tall. Yeah, he's taller than everyone else. Yeah, when Wolverine's supposed to be shorter than everyone else. Right, I think he's taller than, than James Marsden. Yeah, and that he's supposed to be like half the size of Cyclops. The power dynamic is way off. Um, what I really want to see. Yeah, Gambit. Oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, I just make the Jim Lee cast of X Men. Just use that as the the roster. I think that's a good move too, because like you said, like they need to look upon the X Men as kind of off, mm -hmm. and having like these people with criminal backgrounds, Gambit. Sure. Rogue. Yeah. Maybe that's the route, you know? Maybe someone that started it in the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Exactly. Yeah. I want to see them evil first and then get recruited by the uh, Professor X. Because it's all about second chances. I like this. I like this. Yeah. And then that's yeah. how we really get to learn the philosophy of uh, Professor X. Right. Yeah. You know, as he takes on the whatever. So how do we get into this writer's room? <laughs> I think this is our pitch right now. Yeah. Can we just have some one writer like plop down the tape recording, play this, their iPod, whatever? Um, yeah, I think it's cool that they're seeking writers now pretty yeah. early, even though it's going to be far away. Because um, I think maybe some of their stuff is kind of rushed lately. Yeah. I think, like you said, with the COVID pandemic, like they had to like hurry up and get these out to make money again. Yeah. And then this slowed it down for sure. Right. So it's like all in a tizzy up and down, but kind of everyone's dealing with the same thing. Every streaming platform or studio. Yeah. It's because these characters are beloved. Yes. Right. I mean, before the MCU, they're were more popular than the Avengers. For sure, yeah. Yeah. So when characters really like, you know, have a, a strong fan base behind these characters, then it's it's kind of harder to please them. Yeah, you have to invest a whole lot, like you yeah. said, like give a lot of writers opportunity to talk about it, see their their pitches. Yeah. Um, you know, uh identity matters a lot with who's creating what. So maybe if they get a real mutant to write it. <laughs> I don't know. Someone with wings or something? With someone with blue hair? <laughs> Skin? Do you think um, uh, there's like a specific style director you would want? Kind of style? Yeah. I almost want to go into the like 90s, 80s feel of things. Oh, really? But I don't know if that's smart. Because I have to think like, that's what, what the heyday of X-Men kind of was, right? So mm -hmm. maybe they have to go into that neon colored type of feel. I don't know who though. Yeah, I don't know who. Uh, at first I was like, what if it was um, Snyder? Zack Snyder. Oh, what? But his sometimes could look like something I hate. It's just sometimes he leads into the aesthetics and visuals. Yeah, which I think it could work for X-Men. Some, I mean, X-Men, a lot of times it's like splash pages in the those 90s comics. Yeah. It's like someone posing really cool right. or looking really hot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his Watchmen movie, some of those scenes looked really like ripped off the pages. It's true. I mean, it's like everything is like a GIF. It's like a slideshow 
yeah. of really cool shots. People say he doesn't have substance. I think he has substance. It's just not what you want. What everyone wants. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still think it's um the stories was going to draw people in, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what pe- keeps people coming back, especially for like Marvel, as right. far as like character or whatever. Maybe it's it's like cookie cutter, uh-huh. but you still need to get drawn to the character. Right. Uh, another fan favorite character is Daredevil. And um, say what you will, this Daredevil that's in those in She-Hulk, right? It's not the same Daredevil. Oh. From Netflix. It looks like him. It, not when he's in costume. <laughs> True that. We know um, Daredevil Born Again is coming. That's true. Yeah, of course. I, people wondering, is it the same kind of show? I don't I don't think it's not. I don't know. We, I, we won't know for a while. I think it's going to be um, more than a year till we even see like anything from it. But it won't be the next time we see Daredevil. No, it looks like Daredevil is going to show up in another series before that. Yeah, he's going to show up in the Echo series. Which I forgot was happening. Me too, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, I think we kind of had suspicions about this already, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Because I think um, in the storyline, there's close ties with Kingpin, who has close ties with uh, Daredevil. Apparently, like, Kingpin is Echo's, like, uncle. For some, like, like, you know, like, pseudo-uncle right. or whatever yeah. like that. Um, maybe in business with her father. Right. Um, last time we saw Kingpin, though, he was not doing so well. But I think, I don't know how they're going to do it. But in the comics, he was like shot in the eyes and survived. <laughs> Could he see just fine after that too? He like had bandaged eyes and then eventually they healed. How the heck does that happen? I don't know. I mean, he is like a big muscular guy. But he's just like superhuman. He's like I a guess. regular human, but like to the nth degree, like one of those like heavyweight bodybuilders, world's strongest man type of. <laughs> guys to heck but uh, I am excited to see what Daredevil will be like outside of the humor that was She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I don't think Echo the series is going to be like the She-Hulk series. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be like so jolly of a character. I hope not. I think I think this is a more serious story, especially with Echo's backstory yeah. and what she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to know how how involved is Daredevil in the story, you think? Um, I don't know. Is he just going to appear? I, I wonder if it's going to be like as much as he was in She-Hulk. Which is kind of like an episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I just hope it's a different... Like, I understand they're going for a different version of Daredevil. The MCU version. Yeah. Which there is a, a good version of... Like, he's like not so dark. He's jolly. The, the Mark Wade style. Yeah. But I think it was a little bit too much there. Okay. Yeah. So I'm hoping somewhere in between that and what we had in Netflix. Yeah. I think that's the move. Maybe go back to the red color. Just all, all red kind right, of style. Yeah. That's pretty much all I want. It's like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think this is a totally different vibe, but I'm happy to see him again. I mean, we already knew he was coming back, yeah. but to see him uh, faster than we thought was kind of I think it's going to be um, in January of next year is when this Echo series is going to premiere. Are you excited for Echo at all? The series itself? I'm I'm hoping to be surprised. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like you do have low expectations at the get-go. I just don't know the character that well, right? Yeah. But if they can make something cool, I know the character is cooler in the comics than what I got from the Hawkeye series. Yeah. So there is something to be, you know, wished for that it'll be better. Drawn from. Yeah, but I, I right now, Disney MCU shows I'm not sold on. I, I like Hawkeye. You know, that's where she was introduced, right? Yeah. It. I think you're right. It had a lot of stuff going with that. I don't think they should have introduced Echo in that series. And just have her own series. Just have her own series, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, just don't water down that project and then have... That was a too crowded project. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Kingpin is fun to see for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope we get more of him than just what we got in She-Hulk. But I also think like the Daredevil series, they said it's like 18 episodes. That's too much. So like... 
condense that down and then put more of him in Echo. Oh, really? That's what you want? Yeah. I think it might be shorter episodes. Like, they're not like hour-long episodes like in Netflix. Uh, I don't want that either. You don't want that either? Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll see if they'll hear us. I don't know. Yeah. Put us in the writer's room. <laughs> Let's talk, talk to Charlie. <laughs> I, I see you put on the headline here, uh, Charlie Cox back as DD, right? Yeah. And I was like, he's the designated driver? That's not a good move for that character. <laughs> he might be the best driver. Yeah. We don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's got a light touch with the pedal. Is it dark outside? Because it's good for Maybe him. he's the best one. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm third. He'll listen to the Google Maps speak out loud. All right. Well, that's it for Marvel. Um, switching over to DC. We know they're just about at the end of the DCEU. Yeah. One yeah. more movie that's going to come out. Aquaman. Um, and then I th- I think they're just going to like like us, turn the page and start anew. Yeah. It sounds that way. But uh, James Gunn is not letting go of everything. Um, he released something saying that three characters are going to be uh, keeping the same actors. Yeah. Which um, I was looking at the list of the characters that are saying yeah but with the same actor and i think like these actors portray their characters the best out of all the other actors in the dceu the old version okay that like, makes sense if you hear what i'm trying to say i think i hear what you're saying just yeah. like the, the roles they're playing they fit it best so yeah far. exactly mm-hmm. they're they are the characters in, in my head I think so. I mean, they're maybe not the biggest characters, though. No, they're not. And that's why they're staying. <laughs> so let's go down this list. We have uh, Viola Davis staying as Amanda Waller. Perfect. It makes sense. I, she was the, the best version of it so far, I think. Right. And I think there's going to be an Amanda Waller series. That's true, right? Yeah. And I, yeah, Viola, Viola Davis kind of fits that role to a T, I think. The um, uh, Suicide Squad project that I think maybe is still going on, mm-hmm. maybe carried over. Uh, I think that's that's a good move for a series. And Viola Davis. Davis as this like authority figure. Yeah. I think fits. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do anything for it for her vision of success. Right. She was in the first suicide movie. She was kind of like the only good thing. Well, Will Smith was good and Margot Robbie was good, but she was the one that like definitely was like, you are that character and we got to use you in other things. I think that's that's true. Maybe Harley Quinn was more marketable. Sure. The stuff she could sell. But as far as fitting the character, I think uh, you can't really find better than Viola Davis right. as a strong character for Amanda Waller. And then spinning off of The Suicide Squad, uh, John Cena is going to remain as Peacemaker. So sad we can't see him, though. <laughs> it's just a floating costume. <laughs> but yeah, I he, his portrayal of the character yeah. is at times dumb. But hilarious. Hilarious. And sometimes heartwarming. And hilarious. And hilarious. <laughs> And his, uh, his kind of raunchy series kind of like surprised everyone. Yeah, that series was great. Um, but also like like you said, kind of uh, endearing to the character. Yes. Because remember before that, he turned out to be kind of a villain at the end of the movie, right? Peacemaker, what a joke. And then I was like, how are we going to back this guy now? And, um, you know, after only one episode, you kind of like care for the character again. Totally. I mean, you got even more of like the goofy side of him. Yeah. And as the series goes on, you get his backstory. Right. I guess to love a a bad guy, you make a bigger bad guy. That's right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You get a reason for the way he is. Yeah. And then he turns into a hero, right? He wants to be a hero. Yeah. (laughs) This is like, he's after peace so much he'll kill for it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So dumb. And he was kind of like the like B-level character in the Suicide Squad team he's on. Yeah. Right. With like Idris on the team. Right. 
Um, but John Cena, he, he's a star now, I think. Yeah, and it's also a good, I think, a bet for DC to hold John Cena. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure, you know, he could play other superheroes for other companies. That are out there. Yeah. Yeah. People love wrestlers now. They make movie sure. stars. Yep. And I think he's he's one of them. Yeah. Uh, I want to see more Eagly, so I want to see that <laughs> actor return <laughs> for that role. And he's got a whole other like roster of people around him yeah. that are probably going to be carried over. That right. They just didn't announce it. It's not as big of a deal. I think they already announced like Vigilante, that same actor is returning. Yeah. But I mean, that's not a big deal. So season two is definitely coming. I can't wait for that. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, um, how do you say this guy's name? Sholo Marduana. Is that I, I, that's my <laughs> Mariduena? I'm going to go by the last name. Mr. Mariduena. Blue Beetle himself. Yeah. Jaime Reyes. I really liked his movie. I'm glad he's staying on. And it makes sense because they did not have to tie that to the old stuff, especially that it just came out and we know that thing is ending. So him starting in the new universe, almost like he's the first superhero there, right? Yeah. They said like that actor is getting carried over. Yep. And I th he just fits that role of Jaime Reyes, like kind of young, but yeah. learning to be a hero. You felt heart for the movie around his family. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. He's like a, a Green Lantern kind of power set or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, it did not like shine at the box office apparently. Like, but it was okay enough to like this is the right character for the right actor for the role. Yeah, I could see them doing um, a Young Justice oh okay. style movie eventually down the road that doesn't have to be as big of a roster as the cartoon was. Right. You could yeah. just have like five characters because we already know their plan for other characters in um in this new DC like Nightwing is going to be around because Batman's Robin is Damian Wayne okay yeah right so we know like the, there's characters that could fit in that role already and form a team and I think he'd be like really good in that I agree yeah like a like a Young Justice where maybe they're all trying to get to the Justice League and this yeah. is like the first attempt at being a team and learning right. something yeah that, that that makes sense I like it Marvel has hit it a lot at the Young Avengers but if DC could do it first I think it'd be better Maybe that's like when they have to compete, you know, DC kind of rushes too much with DCEU. Yeah. Maybe Young Justice is is the way to like compete. It's like the one thing we can, we can uh, expedite this and right. compete with Marvel. Well, I really like these three actors. And I think, like I said, they fit their roles really well. So I'm, I'm glad they're kind of staying over. But I'm yeah. also glad it's only them. I, I think it's also like their storyline. Yeah. It's mostly the same. I think it's like what we we're just talking about with Daredevil. Mm -hmm. It's mostly the same story, but it's not everything there is canon. Sure. I think that's what's going on. Yeah. It's like you get the impression of these characters because you saw those other movies. Yeah. But don't hold it like that. It's everything else it's is a sequel. Like these are other versions of them that look identical. You get it. <laughs> you get the point. Yeah. Because at the end of Peacemaker season one, like Ezra Miller showed up as Flash, right? But I don't think he's going to be Flash in this new DC stuff. I don't think so either. I mean, uh, James Gunn said like nothing is really canon until Creature Commandos. Like he said that. So like, what does that <laughs> so mean? So funny. That's going to be the first. That's the first thing, yeah. The TV, the cartoon TV yeah. show. Um, so I think that they're like not promising anything like from carryover. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what's going on with Aquaman. Like Flash in the Flash movie, they say like it's always freaking Jason Momoa, which I don't want. But I think they're just saying that because he appears in it. Okay. Whereas in that same universe that he's in, it's a different Batman. So strange. Okay, just the, for the joke. It's just for that end credit joke. I don't think that movie has anything to do with Bearings. the new DC stuff. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I, I'm glad it's them um james gunn did come out and say like there's probably going to be more dc news coming soon oh wow yeah so uh we won't be able to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> you can find it on your own guys <laughs>
That is it for the news forever. <laughs> forever. Um, I would say follow us on social media, but I'm not going to post anything. I mean, just if you want to see what we're about, if you want to definitely go back into our backlog. Of yeah, episodes. we have a lot. It's still there for at least the, the near future, just mm-hmm. to poke around. Maybe you'll grow to love our voices there if, you, this, if you're new to this, the right. first episode. You know, there's a lot of times where like artists and stuff are more appreciated after they pass. Sure. Maybe that's us. Our podcast, not us, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to our, our backlog. Fall in love with us there. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess let's get into the list that we're doing this week. Our top five comic books that we recommend that we did not make an episode on. After over 250 episodes, we've talked about a lot of comic books. A whole lot of hell of them, yeah. And I don't want to leave you guys hanging, so I want to leave you with more. (laughs) Nice, okay. You're welcome. There's definitely comic books that um, I'd say like I wanted to do on the show, but maybe didn't work or for some reason, maybe it was too long. Sure, yeah. Or we kind of had this rule too that's like um, it has to be at least a, a year or two old, so that way we're not spoiling too much. Yeah, yeah. Give you guys a chance to read it. Yeah. Or maybe like, it's like, I think it's really good, but I don't think anyone else might like it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. A personal favorite. Yeah. Okay. So I want to leave you guys with those comic books that we recommend, but not necessarily dedicated a whole episode on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Our top five, possibly. Right. Um, we'll just kind of describe these comic books and why we recommend them. Uh, I try to pick books. You could kind of look at this a certain way. Like, are these like must reads for every comic book fan or are these books just the ones that we personally like or is it kind of just like on a legendary book that everyone knows you should have known already probably yeah. if you're listening to the, this podcast and got to the very end right you might have read it already probably yeah, yeah. um maybe some surprise that we never did one. Oh, one sure yeah 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 there's definitely comic books that i forgot we did an episode on yeah look into the catalog and like oh yeah yeah i had to do that too because early on we were like I'm, we're gonna do big story arcs and two-parters and stuff like that and then eventually we were like let's do more obscure stuff stuff that maybe not gets enough shine uh and, and there's definitely like way more that we didn't touch on yeah like you said some of these are too big of a story to do yeah. here and it would be less satisfying to have to like stop halfway or sometimes right yeah so um we each got five comic books i don't know how you determined yours but i i chose ones that i think i really like and maybe um i Kind of like, it's like they're must-reads if you're a comic book fan. I kind of did the same, to be honest. Like, I did like the average reader, like what I'd recommend. Right. That we just happen to not do a Comic-Con yeah. uh, episode on. Um, I did not try to keep it diverse, though. You did not? <laughs> yeah. I tried to, like, but it was actually hard. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I kind of just stuck with, like, oh, what I really like of, of the ones that I think you must read. You, oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have some honorable mentions too, but definitely like the top five is the one I want to highlight. I see. Okay. Okay. I have some honorable mentions as well. Um, do, Would you like to go first or me? Uh, we're going f- like number five to number one, right? Number right. one being the most recommended. And one. I'll say like if, if you have something that's on my list that's higher, we'll wait till it gets to the higher one. All right. All right. Uh, you, you, we've done list shows before. You know, you know the format. You've yeah. listened to podcasts, I bet. You, <laughs> you can go first. All right. Um, number five on my list. It's funny because I've bashed on it sometimes. Oh, really? And I've made fun of it and I've thought about like, why is this still happening? What? Right? Oh, 
It's very long. But I do think like it's undeniable that its impact it's had on the industry and pop culture. And what I've made fun of is not necessarily the comic book. So I still put on my list. Number five is The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead? Yeah. We've really never done an episode on that. Have we? I don't know. I, we might not have, but I totally thought. Maybe we have. See, exactly. I forgot that we've done it. <laughs> it's up to you. I mean, I'm not going to remove it from just, the list. Just, just talk about it. That's fine. Now that I think about it, maybe we have. It, it's... Uh... <laughs> See what I'm saying? This is why this is the last episode. Right. We, we're getting old. <laughs> I do have honorable mentions, but I'm not going to change it. That's fine. Because I, I, you should have read a little bit of The Walking Dead at least. Okay. Okay. I've read the comic books and I like it because it's it moves faster than the show. And I've complained about the show a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have done it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. The first one. I already broke the rules. But I think I agree with you. Like the show maybe ran its course. And so we're making other shows yeah. right now. There's like spinoffs of characters that are from like the first episode still. Right. Yeah. I mean, Daryl Dixon, Walking yeah. Dead, Daryl Dixon, the show just started. Yeah. And I hear good reviews. I might watch it. I've seen funny memes of like how normal people use a flashlight yeah. and they'll just point it straight in the hallway. It's like how Daryl uses a flashlight. He's like stumbling, holding it like above his head. Because so he's worried about it. <laughs> yeah. The way that he mannerisms. Yeah. It's so weird. He's was, like a zombie. The comic book though, like I said, it, it moves faster, which I I like because you could read at your own pace yeah but also like you know some issues like the first volume is maybe like the first two seasons already or something like that okay yeah, yeah. i feel like when you're um interpreting an existing material you're yeah. where you're gonna catch up too fast right game of thrones did that exactly but walking dead is it's they caught up to modern time with starbucks what <laughs> <laughs> so dope the but walking dead the, i think the comic is better yeah there's some changes yeah i, I think the comic book might might be more adult sometimes. Right, yeah. Some things happen in it. There's other characters in it that are not in the thing, in the show. Um, like I said, it's undeniable the impact that this thing had. Yeah. Uh, the show was like the number one show for a while. Um, I mean, I loved like the first season. I was yeah. enthralled. You were too, right? Yeah, I, I love the first season. Yeah. Do you remember in the first season they replayed it in black and white? Yes. Because the comic is in black and white. It was a big deal, yeah. Yeah. It, it had seriousness that it didn't keep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, this is by Robert Kirkman. And then the first like set of issues was um, Tony Moore. They've had a lot of other artists work on it. I never knew that. I always yeah. thought it was the same one. I never, I didn't read the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing is 193 issues. It's a lot. And I think when it happened, because it spanned from 2003 to 2019, I think when the series ended, it was like just a surprise that it was over. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. And it was like, they're so close to 200 that everyone thought maybe it'll end at 200. And they ended at 193. That's a, that's a funny and a ballsy move yeah. by the creators. At the point, it was like, you know, the show is taking over everything. I, I think that could be it. Yeah. Do you know if there's any spin-off comic books? I don't think there are. I don't, yeah. There might be like one-shots or something like that. Oh, okay. But not like full-on spin-off series. Like how the shows are doing it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Robert Kirkman, you know, he made an empire for himself uh, with Skybound. He's the first chairman or board member on image that was not a founder yes that's right yeah uh like you said he's like branching i think he's like getting bigger still yeah i mean he's had a lot of hits after that too like right if not invincible as, as big yeah, invincible right yeah 
big deal. If not, if as big as these series, mm-hmm. they're at least like pop, like popular comics that people are picking them up still. Yeah, you know, on the right. comic book level. So, um, you know, I don't think zombies were as big back then in 2003 when he was writing these comic books. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to go back there and, and uh, a time where like it was it was under image and it was creator owned, but it still felt like indie, if you know what I mean. Back then, yeah, yeah. I mean, image wasn't as big as it is now. Right. So it was still kind of like the indie type of thing. Yeah. And uh, the creator owned like atmosphere of image wasn't there yet. Kind of, yeah. It was like still like people felt like carryovers from maybe Marvel and DC or whatever. Sure, yeah. yeah. So that's my number five. <laughs> again, <laughs> The Walking Dead. I'll, again, I have multiple um, uh, honorable mentions. So, yeah, this is like a alternate. We'll, we'll forgive him, guys. We'll, we'll allow <laughs> Maybe it. all my whole list will be already done. <laughs> I'm worried that I might have one too. Um, well, you let me know. So okay. that was, are you done with your number five? Yep. Okay. My number five, a, a lot of mine are like maybe kind of big stories. Uh-huh. And so that's why like we should talk about them sometime in the podcast. Uh, and this is a big deal. Uh, my number five is Secret Wars. Uh, 2015. I have that too. You have it too? Okay, so we'll save it for that. Yeah, I have it higher. Okay, okay. So should I go to my next one? Why don't you go to your number four? My number four is, uh, I think this is not on yours. It's called Southern Bastards. Oh, okay. Do you know this comic? I've, yeah, I'm in, you know, I'm passing. I really like it. It's from Image Comics, mm-hmm. again. Um, this is from writer Jason Aaron and penciler Jason Latour. Okay. Um, from the sound of it, right, the title, it is like a Southern country atmosphere, yeah. Southern America, uh, Southern, yeah, America. <laughs> South America? <laughs> South, not South America, Southern America. Uh, in Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that country feel, country, uh, <laughs> with a, you know, barbecue, with a uh, football, high school football. Okay. You know? I like it. And and you're revolving around this guy, this guy named Earl Tubb, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like an older, maybe middle-aged guy. Yeah. And he's kind of like the outsider of the South, of this is Alabama, like small, really like hometown. Rural. Rural. Mm-hmm. Where you're talking about like where high school football is like gigantic. Uh-huh. It's like It's like the... Um, like the sports, you know, industrial complex. Yeah. It goes de- goes down to the level of high school football. It's a very big deal. It like brings in a lot of money. Like the only fancy new thing is like the, the football field. Sure. So like the whole town, they care about like the coach of the football team it has like high prestige in the town. Mm. It's like Friday Night Lights. It's a lot like Friday Night Lights. Okay. But the coach... Um, is kind of a bad guy. He's not like oh. he's, he owns the local barbecue place, so you know he's he has a business in town, and people like him a lot. But he um, he has control of like jocks, like strong <laughs> football team, and like all the, all the people that were like used to be jocks. They they align with him too because he brings in, I think he brings in a lot of money for the, the town. Okay, and it's but Earl Tubb, this other guy, has some resentments towards him. And so, like, it's like it's almost like the whole town is hates this guy, Earl, mm-hmm. and it's from like his 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 past with his with his uh, family has some ties and like some uh, run-ins with uh, some people in the town and and, and uh, the coach. Okay, and it gets kind of like um, to the extremes where they like get into like big sp- sprawling fights 
um, within the, the those two like heads of town or something like that. So is the whole story like grounded in reality? It's all grounded in reality. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was, I had like premonitions of like what I thought this story is about. Like some type of magic or something? I thought it was like zombies or something. No. Wrong or monsters. It's kind of interesting how they can make like just like real life events. Yeah. Like very like serious and big impactful um, like weight to it mm-hmm. really. And you kind of, you get ingratiated to this guy who's outside of the town and like the love he has for his like kind of his his family and his past and also it's it's weird because it's made by two southerners like yeah jason aaron jason latour are both from southern so they have appreciation for like this kind of rural area but they are also the ones that like point out faults of the, the right. culture right and so it's like maybe them uh bringing light to that you know, and like making like a you know showing it to the world or something like that it's i like, really like it's it it's like varsity blues it's like <laughs> maybe i don't know i've never seen that <laughs> oh really i we know should watch that is it but is it like super serious um it's also silly okay yeah silly because they're college guys doing dumb stuff okay yeah i think it's it's not always like the main characters of the, the high school there's it's like the adults for some reason uh-huh. and all they care about is high school football so it's like kind of sad uh i really i think it's just great writing yeah um it's got a whole lot of issues to it and when you think of it it seems like a small scope of a story yeah. but i i like the the artwork of it uh it has like this craggly feeling to it because it's like the south like old south like mm-hmm. people look like disheveled or whatever and okay. it's like the rural area good look to it i like it that was southern bastards I, i'm recommending to you now if you never read yeah, it i can see the cover of like the first issue yeah so maybe that's why i thought a certain way about it but now that I'm, what i'm hearing about it, it sounds interesting yeah so it has like some you think it's like maybe a bigger thing but yeah. just for what it is it's it's good enough cool yeah yeah a lot of people will put it on their list of like great reads i think jason aaron is like one of my favorite writers oh, i really? just come to realize that like a lot of his stuff i really like from different things mm-hmm. uh dr strange i really like his dr strange okay so a lot of different properties he's written i'd like yeah. all right that's that's your four that was my number four yeah all right going with my four uh, now i have to ask you each time if we've done this already okay <laughs> but um when i was coming with this list i could have made a top five list of this that was just all Batman stories. Me too. Yeah. So I had to really like narrow it down. Um, and for number four, I did pick Batman Long Halloween. Man, actually, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know if we did. I I think we have it. Okay. Well, I mean, just yeah. Feel free to talk about it. <laughs> um, obviously, is one of the most popular Batman stories. Yeah. Um, the reason we didn't do it, I think, is because it is long. Yes, that's right. It's like it's like eight issues, but they're like long issues. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, like Walking Dead, I think it was in black and white. Was it? I think so. I'm not sure. I like this. This is like the really like detective-y Batman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the Batman and the Dark Knight trilogy pulled from stuff from this comic. Yes. It's by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Came out in 96. That's like a comic super team. Those two guys. Right. Yeah. They make a lot of stuff. It's 13 issues because it spanned like a whole year. Okay. Okay. And every I liked it because every year was like about a holiday of that month. I mean, every month was like about a holiday that month yeah and it, it's one long like who done it right yeah, yeah yeah it was a big deal and batman's like interrogating these the whole rogues galleries in it and he's trying to figure this out running up and down gotham yeah i i mean most of our listeners have read this but i don't want to spoil it because it is kind of like an origin for a, a legendary batman character oh, okay yeah 
it, I mean, it's great. The The writing in it is not like modern Batman where it's kind of like fantastical. It's very grounded. Okay. Um, and also, you're not always following Batman the whole time. Uh, it, it's definitely, I, this is one where I would say like it's a must read for comic book fans. It has some, like you said, like that noir feel to it. Yeah. And when he's like questioning people, right. he's like gets up in their face. But still, even though it's grounded, like the characters look exaggerated. Like, right. If you think of like Joker's smile in this, it's like mm-hmm. super, a lot of teeth. Yeah. Um, the rogues gallery is in it, but also like his regular mobster style villains are in it. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So it's not just all fighting the Joker or fighting like Poison Ivy. Um, that's why I think it's, it's a great whodunit because it's also like a mafia style story. Yes. Yeah. Like just true crime. Right. Type of thing. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's pretty long. Um, it feels a little bit like uh, Silence of the Lambs also. Oh, yeah. Because he, uh, Calendar Man, everyone thinks it's Calendar Man because there's a death every like holiday. And with theming and how right. like Batman villains love themes for some reason. <laughs> I mean, Batman's a theme himself. That's true. Yeah. So um, he has to like interrogate Calendar Man, but he's in Arkham. So there's a lot of like, like um, what do you, what's the guy from Silence of the Lambs? Uh, Hannibal. Hannibal, yeah. Hannibal Lecter. It's like, it seems like that or he's like trying to get into his mind so he could figure out the real killer. You're saying Batman is Jodie Foster. Of course. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Long Halloween is one of the best Batman stories. Pretty awesome. That's a good pick. It's hard not to... I mean, Batman was going to be on this list. Yeah, for sure. We had a whole month of Batman. Right. And we're just still more to, to pick from that. Um, so I'm going to go with my number three. Okay. Speaking of Batman. Okay. <laughs> my number three is Dark Knight Returns. Okay. We uh, did, I'm going to put this one also. Another one? <laughs> later down? All right. <laughs> Why don't, let me do my number three, which was your number five. Okay, let's do it. Secret Wars 2015. Why don't you tell me about it? The Secret Wars, it features uh, a whole lot of Marvel characters. They're all mashed together. Right, right. Uh, the different multiverse universes of Marvel just smashed together into one big battle world. This is not the original Secret Wars. This is 2015. Right, right. Um, and so you're just getting where you can have like a lot, whole lot of different Marvel characters. This is, has like all the variants of them smashed together. Yeah, they have different factions in the world where it's like a broken world, mm-hmm. where like maybe a country is just like one universe. Right. That's kind of. Fun. I mean, it's just like nerdy fun if you think about it, but to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you, 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 so the main kind of like overlord of the whole thing is a big deal. Like Dr. Doom is heavily involved, right? Yeah. Um, and you get a lot of these other characters that are trying to bring back the status quo of the world. Right. Because they're like in a spaceship or something that was protected. Yeah. So they knew what the world was before, but everyone else is like, no, this is our world. This is how it is. Yeah. Right. And there's like these weird borders around these universes. Right. That uh, don't always agree with each other, but Dr. Doom pampers that down and gets right. control. He's like the God King of this planet. It's very strange and a weird idea for coming from Jonathan Hickman and the art is super awesome from Isad Ribic. Yeah. So like he had so Isad's art is like um I call like Conan like like medieval right. style mm-hmm. and just having that with like Marvel characters it's just so epic of a look. Yeah. You know. And Hickman loves like these topsy-turvy big events. Mm-hmm. And so I think he did an awesome job with this. Maybe people hate event comics, but this was a hit for me. I love them. <laughs> I like I like most of them. And this one was a success. I, I can't wait for the movies to do it. If they right. are going to do something just like this, I don't know. We know Secret Wars is in there, but 
are they doing it more this 2015 one or like the 80s one secret wars yeah I, we really don't know yet right i i think it'll pull from a little bit of everything yeah but this one was great um there's many classic panels that came from this run especially the dr doom pulling thanos's spine out of his yeah. back to like make someone so strong look super weak yeah was a big deal and then really the reason for this was to combine the two like universes timelines that marvel had which was like the main one and the the ultimates universe yeah so now it combined one and it brought back or brought in characters from the ultimates that could now interact with the main one that they wanted to continue like those were like the main characters were the ones from those two universes yeah like miles morales is the biggest one miles morales is obviously the biggest but then also you have like the maker which is like yeah. reed richards which i just honestly didn't know about too much until mm-hmm. this was like damn that's super cool yeah, I want to see that in the movie. Me too, me too. Um, but Secret Wars, I mean, read it if you haven't, but maybe you need to know a lot of Marvel stuff. I don't know. I mean, um, it's I fun really still. liked... Because it's totally different, I think you could kind of get lost in it. Sure. Um, but like the army of Thors is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's like Thor cops. Yeah. Right? It's but it's fun. not all the same Thor. Like if you ever were connected, like like one of them was Storm. Yes. Yeah, because there's like an amalgam of Thor and Storm before. There's like... like, like Frog Thor right. is one of them. It just pulled from every bit of history through Marvel. And like like I said, like some storylines had their own universe. So they might be like a world in this world. Right. Like there's like the old man Logan world. It's like mm-hmm. part of this here. And so you can have characters that would never interact interacting. Right. And they might have their own storyline in this. I guess a crossover event. So they had spinoffs. Exactly. I don't yeah, know if they were good or not, but I like the mainline one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think the movie is going to heavily pull from this. Yeah. Whether it's Dr. Doom, that's, it's going to be hard because I don't think he's even in, introduced yet. So far, yeah. Yeah. But there's going to be great things from it. Like Black Suit Spider-Man came from the original Secret Wars. I wonder right. if that'll be in the movie. They might be holding that. He hasn't. He doesn't have it yet. Yeah. But uh, I really enjoyed it. And it's just like an awesome, great work from both creators too. Yeah. That's your number five? That was my that was my number five, yeah. And we've your number four we skipped? Number four was Southern Bastards. Okay. And then my number three was Dark Knight Returns. Okay, I'm I'm still have that higher. Okay. All right. Well, so how many do you have left? Two? I have two left. Okay, I have two left. Oh really? Yeah. You did your number three already? Yeah, it's Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, should I go next or you want to go? Uh, why don't you go next? Okay, so um, this is kind of another big Marvel event, basically. All right. We had, I don't think we did Civil War, right? Yeah, I don't think we did. Is that on your list? No. Real? Okay, well, I, I this is a bigger impact for me, uh, honestly, because it was like crazy to see Captain America and Iron Man be on each on their own side fighting for... Yeah. Well, kind of both made sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the the movie Civil War drew heavily from this, mm-hmm. um, kind of severing the Marvel comic book universe in half. Right. Uh, this I think this might be like one of the first like event Marvel event comics that I really kind of read f- full and like really liked. I yeah. think. Just because it was releasing when I was uh, uh, reading comics a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up on Wikipedia. It was released in 1861, 1865. Wait, what? Civil War. Oh. <laughs> no, it was released in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> okay but it, yeah it was really good i loved abraham lincoln <laughs> <laughs> i really like when iron man freed the slaves <laughs> 
my favorite character. Um, I mean, this came from uh, Mark Miller, which I I honestly didn't know for a long time. Like I I mm-hmm. uh, retroactively learned that it was Mark Miller because <laughs> it doesn't seem like his vibe of comic book, but I thought it was well done. Like it's a, such a twist on what the Marvel status quo was. Yeah, like heroes fighting heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it must have been done, but maybe not at this level before. And people picking sides. It's like they're captains of dodgeball teams, and they're like picking down the list or something. Um, Steve McNiven did the art, which is super. It feels like of the era, like kind of yeah. realistic and a bit of a grit to it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think like had, like maybe the characters had like more militaristic vibe to them, and like you're, they're tied to like government, and the government doesn't like what they're doing. So right. the weight of like should the heroes be registered, and we know at least the government knows their secret identity. Yeah. Right. There's a big deal that happened in this story arc with Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. So Spider-Man is heavily involved. Mm-hmm. He gets involved in the movie too. Uh, maybe it's kind of just by name, but like Civil War. Uh, what I think one of the all-time best Marvel crossover events. Probably. Yeah. I think so. I mean, the movie was great, but it, it kind of did its own thing. Whereas because of the status of some characters at the time when this came out, like I think um, just like in the movie, Thor was like missing oh, yeah. during the Civil War story arc in the comics. But he does appear, uh, and then he he does. I forgot what he does. He kills another hero on accident. Oh, because it turns out it wasn't Thor that killed the the person. Yeah, because it's not the real Thor. Oh, and I don't want to spoil who it is or what it, what it is. But like, yeah, it, it has things that happen in it that doesn't happen in the movie. That means it's good. If it's like it came out in 2016, and we still don't want to spoil it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, I think it's I think it's impactful, For even sure. in like the Marvel timeline, like. Even the stuff after this is kind of fun, like how it kind of leads into some heroes not looking too great. Yeah. And then like the shakeup with like um, S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever like that. And This led into the uh, the Avengers initiative. Yeah. Which like put a superhero team in every state. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of cool. So it's like, I, I kind of really like was into Marvel at this point because you're yeah. just like, the, the follow-up stories, it kind of dragged me along to the next one. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. Yeah, it was a great story arc. That was a Civil War. That's your number two? That was my number two. My number two, talking about crossovers, this is a crossover. Oh. All right. What are we talking about? This story um, was uh, a story arc that was delivered through many different titles. Re- oh, okay. Yeah. Really crossover. And it really got me interested in comics at the time. Uh, Age of Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse. Oh, okay. Yeah. This came out in 95. And when it happened, you know, X-Men is very popular at the time. Yeah. Had multiple um, books. Was the cartoon out already? I think the cartoon was out, yeah. Okay. But it had multiple books, meaning like there's a main X-Men one, there's um, uh, Extreme, I think. Extreme X-Men? There's like Gambit and the, oh, Gambit and the Externals. Do you know that book? No. It's another team. Wow. There's, um, you know, X-Force, there's- uh, Is there X-Factor? X-Factor, I think. Yeah. There's there's like six or seven different X-Books, right? So X are big. They're the moneymaker right now. Right. Right. And then out of nowhere, they changed all of them. Oh. All of a sudden, the age of Apocalypse happens. We jump into the future and Apocalypse has taken over the planet. Really? Right. How? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I'm not 100% sure, but something has to do with Legion. 
Oh. And um, goes, I forgot what it is, but something happens to Professor X where he dies prior to creating the X-Men. So when the apocalypse attacked, no one was there to oppose him. Oh. And then he took over the planet. So it's about rewriting of history. Right, yeah. Wow. And the big deal about this when it came out was it, there was no foreshadowing to it. Everyone just was surprised by it. And it happened to all the books. So it wasn't like, oh, this is just a story for this book. No, it's affecting everything. Wow. And it lasted a year. Were you like 10 or 12 years old? Like 10, 11, 12? You were, right? Um, so this is like yeah. this is like com- prime comic book reading age. Like, like 12. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I was in this. <laughs> were you like eating fruit roll-ups and Hot Pockets? Uh, no, we were poor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the Dollar Tree version of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, I'm, I'm a kid, right? Yeah. So it, I'm even more confused of like what's going on. You're like, what? What? Where is the? Because then, like, because it's a different future. Yeah. Here, some heroes are villains. Some villains are heroes. Ooh. Some heroes, they all look totally different as far as costume. Whole new looks. Yeah. Um. Some uh have romantic relationships with people that they hated. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um. Spicy. What I really read was Astonishing X Men, and that's a four issue arc. Okay. But this crossed over everything, right? Wow. So did you feel like you had to pick up everything? Oh, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly didn't know what was happening oh. with, with comic books back then. Yeah. So I was just reading my little set that I had. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Because like the, in the Astonishing X-Men, this, from what I remember, the roster is Magneto's the leader. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going out with Rogue. Ew. <laughs> Um, also on the team is Sabretooth. Oh, so the bad guys. Some, yeah. But a uh, Morph is there. Morph. And then I'm pretty sure she was a brand new character at this time, but uh, the character Blink. Oh, yeah. She's like the pink one, right? Yeah. She throws these daggers that create teleport portals. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I remember like being r- super confused because they don't look like their versions that I know, right? So you had, just had to like figure out their names. Yeah. And, like they'll say their names. Or, like, like oh, this is who. Because then there's a scene where um, Morph, who I didn't know that was Morph because he looks totally different. Oh. Made himself look like Sabretooth in a scene. And I'm like, oh, there's two Sabretooths in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so strange. What is this other world? Sabretooth also had like this um, other mutant named Wild Child who was like a savage, like deranged guy. The hell? Okay. He carried her around like on a leash. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> but that's so weird. But Age of Apocalypse, it was groundbreaking. Because of like the rewriting of it, like you, I think you, you like never experienced that yet, huh? No. Oh, yeah. The fact that they just, like, there were, there were stories happening, and they're like, no, just stop that. We're changing everything. <laughs> How could it's you, like do you this? change the channel on the TV? <laughs> it's funny because this is like, it's not the first rewriting a reboot of comics ever, no. but yeah. this is like the first one you experienced, I think. So that's why it yeah. made a big impact on you. It and you a, loved X Men. Oh, yes. Yeah. X Men was my thing. Yeah. And then also, um, like they, they still pull these characters in and out now every now and then when they do like multiverse stuff yeah uh, Wolverine at the time like one of his hands was cut off what's the point now yeah so he only has one hand in this <laughs> Um, and him and him and Sabretooth are like buddies in this. They never Strange. became enemies. Okay. Uh, and then there's like, um, of course, like the X Men are against Apocalypse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then there's like human heroes. So like Striker is a hero in this because he's, he's against mutants, and mutants took over the world, right? Okay. So there yeah. are like evil mutants besides Apocalypse. Yeah. You know who's evil? Beast. Evil. Yeah. How so? Because he loves mutants. I, I don't know why. He's just. I, I, He's How he is one of the bad guys there, yeah. Cool. Mr. Sinister's there, bad guy. Cyclops has long hair. Oh, evil. <laughs> 
How could they? Um, what's his name? He's like the Japanese guy that's like all he's all engulfed in flames. Sun Sun Sunfire. Yeah, he's a big part of the story too. Sunspot. No, no, no. I think it's Sunfire. Okay, Sunspot's a different character. Gotcha. But yeah, Age of Apocalypse, great. One of the one of the best crossover story arcs. And I should read it because I don't. I think I've read a couple of issues, but never uh, got it. it there, super there's deep. a lot of issues. There is right. Yeah. Okay. Um, the whole thing is bookended by um two one shots. Oh, which wow. is yeah. Age of Apocalypse, X Men, Alpha, and then Omega, which is kind of like just like prologue and epilogue to the whole arc. Really? Okay. So it really is like a long stretching saga. Yeah, and it took a whole year to complete it. And then did we get back to the status quo? Yeah, that's how the <laughs> comics go. <laughs> That was what that was your number one. That was my number two. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you ready for my number one? Okay. I think we didn't do this, but uh I think it's a big deal. I really enjoyed this comic. It impacted me. It's called uh Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Mr. Miracle, uh written by Tom King, mm-hmm. drawn by Mitch Garrids. Yep. I, I met Mitch Garrids before. I got I got him to to sign one of my copies. I met Tom King. You did? Yeah. I don't know if I did. I don't think I did. No, yeah. you weren't there. You serious? Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Um, but Mr. Miracle, it's revolving around this character named uh, Scott Free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he is a master of escape, escape artistry. Uh, he is one of the new gods. So it's a really interesting story about um, the planet, not not the character, the planet Apocalypse, yeah. which is the planet of Darkseid. This is DC. This is DC, completely different. And then uh, New Genesis, and it's like a heaven and hell type worlds. Right. And they're like, they're gods of that era. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, what's really interesting, is, you, this is the first time I really learned about the new gods, was reading this book. Yeah. So it's kind of this fresh take on the characters, and you dig deep into their personalities. But um, you like, Mr. Miracle has a storied uh, upbringing of like, he's a new god character brought to, new, new Apo- a Genesis character brought to Apocalypse. So yeah. he has like a story back, very tragic story. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of, I think that's why I didn't want to do it on the podcast. It's like, oh, it's too deep. <laughs> it's just pretty much Dark Side's prisoner since like he was a child. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's kind of, I don't want to do it for the show. <laughs> um, but really, he's a really cool, like kind of slick guy sometimes. Cause he's like, he's like a performer, right? He's like an escape artist now. Yeah. But then you get back into like how messed up Dark Side is and like Granny Goodness. Right. Which are characters you see in like the DC movies. And like, I like their portrayal in like um, the Snyder Cut. It kind of like, that right? sure yeah they, oh, man it would have been cool to see mr miracle in that yeah exactly i i was waiting for that um and of course like his love big bartha and like mm. the, the, the like differences in scale of their characters right it's like sweet it's kind of nice <laughs> um and then like there's um the other like new genesis characters that are kind of interesting like orion orion um, uh, the all is he the all father? What I don't know his dad's forgot its name. Yeah, but kind of like the Odin of that world, right? Sure, yeah. Um, so diving deep into those characters is really fun, and it has like this like kind of modern feel to it, right? Because it's almost like sometimes is a regular dad, right? He just this bearded guy, just a bearded guy, like he. But then he's also just like sometimes a performer, but then sometimes he brings up his childhood difficult stuff, and then it gets really deep, right? Right, yeah. And like it's almost like he's just like family drama is all it boils down to mm-hmm. but, but uh, his family is like alien superheroes quote unquote new gods yeah right like big <laughs> deals um so it draws from the jack kirby new gods era type, type of stuff and right. it's very um well treasured kind of a uh, uh, material in the comics world like people loved new gods at the time 
And this is a retelling of it. Really good. Yeah, I remember reading it. Um, there's a lot of like internal monologue and stuff and like trauma he's hiding from Big Barda. Yeah. Um, so it, it read like um, like a therapy session almost. Sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. I think Tom King loves doing that. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, like he really digs deep into like why they do the things they do. Mm-hmm. Kind of a kind of a writer. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think I, up and down, I feel like with Tom King's writing for me, it's not always a hit for me. But right. this one is. Yeah. I, um, I really like the covers too. Like I remember there's some covers where it's always him in like an escape act that he's doing. So he's like super chained up and tied against this like dartboard. Sometimes it's serious where he's like worried or sometimes he's like enjoying it. Like he's got a smile on his face. Like, right, I'm yeah. going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's like a character I never knew about before this comic. So I was like, whoa, I love this character. <laughs> yeah, I really like that character. Remember, it wasn't in this, but the first time I learned about him. Oh, yeah. I was like so laughing at his name, Scott Free. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, it was like perfect. So good. Um, that's your number one, really? That's my number one, yeah. Wow. I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was great. great. I've it been is. thinking about doing it for the podcast, but I'm like, it's a lot. It's long. It's long. I, I know we're not going to do all of it, but it's just like, it's also like deep and like hard to talk about or something. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I, you might have narrowed it down now, but my number one was already on your list. Oh, yeah. Um, like I said, I could make a whole list about just Batman stories. Yes. This is the one. It's The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Frank Miller and uh, drawn by uh, Klaus Jansen came out in 86. It's only four issues, but they're like deep issues. Yeah. And this like changed Batman to what we know he is now. I would argue it changed comics yeah, to what we know true. now. Yeah. You know? Batman before was like getting silly and he was <laughs> like, hey, uh, I got a sidekick and it's a child, right? Right. We're like jumping out of like a paper. <laughs> yeah. So then they're like, we got to switch it up. And Franklin was like, okay, I'm going to totally change him. Uh, I'm going to make him old, right? Yeah. And I remember um, as a kid, dad had the trade paperback of this. Oh, yeah. And I was, I was really young this is like came out of 80s right so i couldn't even really read it not that i should have read it <laughs> yeah. but i'm flipping through looking at the imagery and it's some of the best batman artwork there is oh yeah um there's iconic scenes of like we know bvs is like just this book where he, he beats superman to a pole because he's wearing the batman armor it's bruce wayne fighting a, a super alien yeah i mean it, it's just like bvs yeah um but then there's also scenes with like um my favorite robin of all time oh carrie kelly Oh, yeah, that's right. She's like only in this, right? Yeah. She's not canon. Oh, yeah. Um, but I like her because uh, she doesn't wear a mask. She wears green sunglasses. Because it was supposed to be the future, right? Yeah, but like 80s future. Right? <laughs> Cyberpunky, right? Blade right. Runner was the future. Because Batman came back to fight because then there's like a whole new gang of mutant like Cyclops pig guys. I remember that. <laughs> you know yeah. What I'm about? They had like very thin glasses. Yeah. Like Kanye like almost. Rings. Yeah. And stylish you know the pride to this Batman is like I said kind of campy yeah this one was brutal he's like in the mud in the dirt he has like a one on one against their leader in the mud and he's just like hand to hand and it's all drawn there What's cool too is like you get this like fully prepared Batman. Yeah. Like he knows all like how to respond to everything and that's his that's his superpower. Exactly. Right. Preparation. Preparation. <laughs> he's, a, he's just a boy scout. Yeah. I loved it. Um, even before I could read it, I loved it. Yeah. There's um, shots of him riding a horse. I kind of remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that, that, this has he's been... like getting away from them and all he had was a horse. Okay. Right. I remember like because Gotham, Gotham is like really messed up now. Yeah. And this is him returning. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, Gotham's messed up. I have to do my job. It's like a dirty cyberpunky. Yeah. This has like the iconic like lightning bolt. Yeah. Like Batman jumping or whatever. Right? I think that's a cover. Yeah. Right. Um, there's a cool shot. Like, I, I, again, I didn't know the story because I couldn't read it when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. But like there's shots I see him like he has a rifle. Yes. Right? And there's scenes where like his Batman logo is like ripped off his chest. So you just see like his armor under there. Oh. Yeah. Iconic. There's scenes of, um, cause like, He's old in this, right? White hair, right? But Superman looks the same. Basically, right? Yeah. Because he's like not, I don't know, he's superhuman. Right. So there's shots of Clark Kent like on his farm and it's drawn like, you know, those like romantic novels. Oh, really? <laughs> he's just like there, shirt like half buttoned and it's like the wind blowing through his hair. <laughs> Like looking looking like a superhuman, like right, a yeah. uh, specimen. Right. Okay. You look like the first time you've seen Superman. And then it's not just like a, a guy that's fighting Superman. It's an old guy. Right. Yeah. It's so good. I, um, there's uh, Jokers involved. Jokers and involved. And it's, it's weird because he like turn the audience's attitude towards Joker. Like he's yeah. not like on a talk show. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's like the society's so messed up they kind of like joker i exactly. think that's the idea yeah i don't know um it has the famous like um thing where pages will have like the f- the nine square grids oh yeah thing and it's it's like the they did this a lot in 80s stuff where like the news anchors just explaining talking to you yeah about the crime in the city and that maybe that's why i didn't want to do it because it's kind of like it's very wordy okay yeah that's yeah. true kind of kind of a uh, retro it's, sometimes yeah and it's dense but i definitely think like it's a must read yeah i mean if you're gonna fall in love with batman this will probably do it for you this will yeah. probably make you love batman and kind of i think why people say he's probably the best comic book character mm-hmm. i mean this like i said was a darker tone yeah and it caused the darker tone of things to follow right right like, tim burton's batman tim burton's batman but i mean in comic books too like sure stuff got super edgy because they're just drawing from this or like think oh the yeah. edginess is what made it so popular and big Ex- exactly yeah yeah that's why it's number one because i I think like this changed the landscape of comics. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, and again, I could make all this of Batman comics, but this is probably my favorite. Wow. Okay. Okay. I see. Okay, so it has a bigger impact than maybe any of these comics. Also, his Batmobile in this is like bigger than the Tumbler. Like it's a tank. Really? I with like a that. little cannon thingy on the front. Oh crap! And I remember like he was driving it because there's shots of him inside, and it looks like a mech. It looks so cool. <laughs> and then um, he drives it right in front of the the gang leader, the thug guy oh yeah and the cannons like pointed right at his face and he's just like come on it's so good oh man i don't remember that shot i mean maybe i'll read this again it's it's four issues but they're kind of like dense issues yeah so you're gonna sit with it for a bit all right all right i'll give you that dark knight returns that's my number one so we've done our whole list already yeah do you have any honorable mentions you want to talk about um some honorable mentions um i was thinking about you know a lot of my list at first it was like all dc all marvel yeah so i like was trying to inject some in there Southern Bastards was the image thing mm-hmm. but I was also looking at Kick-Ass sure. which I guess kind of started at Marvel like their imprint Yeah. but I like the movie so I really like I, I kind of I read the comic after the movie and mm-hmm. I like both uh, I, I still Mark Miller though so he, uh, Kick-Ass in the comic yeah really looks like a kid that's true yeah uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson does not look like no. <laughs> a random guy he was a grown man playing a high schooler yeah and in the comic it looks like an 
elementary schooler. Yeah, basically, right? <laughs> and but he wants to be a hero, so it kind of fits. Um, I had Watchmen. I don't think we did an episode on Watchmen. No, that's. I mean, that talk about dense. That's more than Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, I think like one issue would have been hard to do. Yeah, and it's deep. And I don't feel like explaining the governmental <laughs> <laughs> Vietnam War or whatever. I mean, there's stories in the story. The Manhattan riots, right? Yeah. There's so much involved, uh, but that I mean, we had to mention it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what else you got for your album mentions? Like I said, I can do a lot of Batman stories, but like Under the Red Hood is great. Oh, we never did that? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and if you're going to do that, you got to do like Batman Hush. Yes. Yeah. It's such a great um, story for the modern to like bring a brand new villain into the Batman lore that totally fits. Um, and it's Jim Lee's artwork is amazing. That's true. That's true. Okay. So like a lot of Batman stuff was- I got a lot of Batman stuff. <laughs> I, I was thinking about like Doom Patrol. We did Grant Morrison's run. But yeah. I wanted to talk about a little bit about Jared Wade because it started a whole different imprint and has like a modern take on the characters. Yeah, it looks different. Uh, I think reading that comic made me like the show a lot more just because I kind of knew the characters a bit more. Right. That was really fun. Um, speaking of Grant Morrison, I was thinking about like um, the new X-Men. Oh, new X-Men? Okay. Yeah. A lot of uh, brand new X-Men stuff was introduced there, like even new characters. Right. Um, one of my new favorite newer characters is Phantom X. He was introduced there. Oh, yeah. Um, and then like Cassandra Nova, I think was introduced there. Cool. Cool. The reason I didn't get into it at first, because it's a completely different art style. Okay, yeah. That I just didn't think about. Like, to me, that wasn't comics. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so and I'm saying that When I was a kid, like when I was dumb, I wanted, you know, big muscular X-Men. I wanted Jim Lee X-Men. Right. And then that came out, and it's more about the story, and they, they don't look as... They Brawny? Look, yeah, they look like um, more gruff. <laughs> like uh wrinkly yeah like honestly like all the li- there's all the lines are squiggly <laughs> but great stories in there yeah it's a long span to i think grant morrison's a great writer so there's some other stuff of his i was considering um another great writer like rick remender yeah i like some some of his we didn't do like low and seven to eternity i really mm-hmm. liked so i kind of would just want to mention those those are really fun for sure yeah yeah um yeah i don't really have much more i mean like infinity gauntlet i guess i don't think we ever did uh, blackest night oh i was gonna say that blackest night blackest yeah. night yeah i thought that was gonna be on your list it was i i feel like i really liked the first half a lot uh, right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the story overall is great. Um, and it's like one of the one times where like Green Lantern is the star of the big crossover. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's zombies, but with all the different... Uh, yeah, all the different DC characters, and really explaining the, the the like lantern spectrum of colors. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, I I didn't fall in love with the Green Lantern until that. Yeah. Um, there was another one I wanted to bring up, but now I can't remember it. There are some other like indie stuff or I think Vertigo. Um, uh, it's called Day Tripper. Have you ever? Yeah, read? That yeah. was really good with by Gabriel Ba. I read some of that, like half of it, but I didn't want to do it because I didn't finish it. But it's really interesting writing where this guy like he like dies multiple times but it has like sweet moments to why he's dying and like explains like meaning of life type of thing it's very deep yeah. so I was thinking about doing something very deep like that but I didn't have time to finish the comic <laughs> we do have a lost episode oh, this is very early oh yeah I remember where we recorded something but we had to stop and then we decided to just not continue it but uh, Judge Dredd oh really yeah we didn't do any Judge Dredd and we should have because I mean Judge Dredd is what was it? it's a British comic book right yeah it was almost okay. like zines it's they, a different format yeah from a 2000 AD yeah that's the name of the, the magazine so it's like spurts like that and oddly enough the one we were doing 
had uh, a different like because Judge Dredd is what like a cop judge executioner style character. Yeah. But then there was an evil one. Oh. And I'm almost guaranteeing that Batman Who Laughs copied the look of this guy. Yeah. I I didn't when I realized that I was like, what the heck, Scott Snyder? It's the guy with the spiky coming out of his eyes. Yeah, Judge Death. Yeah. And I'm like, that Batman Who Laughs is exactly that. And then there's like different versions of the the main character. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> So, I mean, say what you will, but you should probably check out some Judge Dredd stuff. Judge Dredd, yeah. I mean, we, when we talk about like the British invasion, like mm-hmm. that was a big people, a lot of amount of people worked on that. So, some, I, I, I'm surprised like I didn't talk about more Alan Moore stuff. Right. Um, I'd say Grant Morrison, right? Neil Gaiman. He has some books, but my main thing was Sandman with him. Yeah. Um, we did episodes on it, but I always wanted to go back and do like further installments of like Saga. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of difficult because we weren't sure where people were in the reading or like did they listen to our last saga or something like that right yeah so um but there's there's new great books like i i love um this is very new but like dark knights of steel are you enjoying that yeah really liked it um wicked and divine i kind of liked but we never did a episode on it i i know it's like huge and popular and so a lot a lot of people's top lists yeah but i never loved it it was a little bit too pretentious for me (laughs) I think it definitely shines a light on like people's obsession with like celebrity and stuff like that. Right, right. Superhero celebrities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the boys, I guess. That's what I was thinking about. And it was like totally different take on it. Yeah. But uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think we ever did the boys either. Yeah, but- we never did the boys. Um, I I don't know if I fell in love with that that comic either. It's a little <laughs> bit too edgy. Yeah, but I mean, for as many stories we talked about, over two hundred fifty, there's like a lot more. It's so difficult because it's like at a certain point, it's hard to pick a comic because there's we've done a lot, mm-hmm. but then there's still a lot we haven't done. It's just hard to figure out if they fit for a episode, yeah. you know. So like every week we're thinking, does it work? I don't know. Now, there's another thing too I wanted to do, but we never turned around to it. Was do a manga? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't. I don't know if it would. It would work if it was the same market. Yeah, we could have done it. Something to, to poke fun at you. At, like explain the whole world you know you don't know about. <laughs> I mean, I want to do like a, maybe like a Robotech comic. Oh, Robotech. Yeah. I don't even know if that's manga or not. It's not manga, but I mean like- Japanese. Japanese comics or something like that. But there's so many, like we, we didn't even like scratch the surface. So just wait until our next podcast, we do a whole manga <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, all right. Before we end this portion, do you want to go over your list again? Sure. I'll go from my five to one. Number five, Secret Wars from 2015. Number four, Southern Bastards. Number three, Dark Knight Returns. Number two, Civil War. And number one, Mr. Miracle. All right. I didn't know we did it, but now I kind of remember. Uh, number five is The Walking Dead. Number four, Batman Long Halloween. Number three is 2015 Secret Wars. Number two, The Age of Apocalypse. Um, that's too many comics, but specifically, I did the Astonishing X-Men one. Right. That's what I read. And then number one, The Dark Knight Returns. How can you beat that? Yeah. All right. Um, for the last time, let's get into side stories. Oddly enough, for the last episode, I don't have much to talk about. <laughs> really? Wow. Maybe that's why we're ending, because I don't have time to do other things. We're running out of stuff to talk yeah. about. Yeah, sure. But I could not let this thing end without bringing up MTV's The Challenge. Oh, my days. <laughs> so, are we stopping your podcast so we can get into your challenge podcast? It's growing. It's, not, it's a global phenomenon now. 
real it's the hotness everyone's talking about it Uh (laughs) uh-huh it's on the news 50 percent of this podcast is talking about it (laughs) not my choice it's a high percentage by the way (laughs) um it's spawned off of not just mtv but now it's on cbs and it's multiple countries that play and then um the winner of each country goes on to like the global one it's basically the olympics yeah some would say more important. More, more, a bigger status symbol for your country, really. Yeah. Right? Like Who Olympics. Cares about Olympics. Old, old stuff. There's no backstabbing in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Is there like um, alliances in the Olympics? I don't think so. No. There's, <laughs> there's, there's not like heavy drinking in the Olympics. <laughs> I don't, there's no, uh, what they call politicking in the Olympics. What is that? Maybe there is. Okay. I don't know what that is. It's um, hooking up with someone so they don't vote you off. Wow. That's good. <laughs> strategy <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta do um so right now the currently is the usa challenge right and you're staying up to date this is the biggest yeah. sports news i'm watching it yeah it's every week um it's not as um drama filled as the mtv one because the mtv one still exists really so they're like really just have all these like shows going on still and they're not running out of content no <laughs> this yeah. is like the only thing people watch on mtv now yeah uh, that's true yeah but um it combines of course challenge veterans but also big brother uh survivor the amazing race i've talked about this before so just people from random uh reality shows competition they, reality do shows. they have anyone non-competition reality shows i want to know like do they have people from bachelor no in in the the big global ones no but in the regular mtv ones yes in the regular mtv ones there could be people from like dating shows yeah yeah okay so they could have someone from no one from jersey shore yet right no because that's a different kind of reality show they're too big for that that's a recurring character kind of reality show the way they're written right yeah yeah but um so the the usa one's going on right now it's technically kardashians is a reality show yeah let's have the kardashians on there Uh, but the MTV version yeah. is going to start soon again. And I'm excited for this one because um, the biggest complaint is that champions run the game. Previous oh. champions, veterans run the game. They always vote out all the rookies first and then uh, it's the same people winning. So now that this season's happening, the catch is their entire cast, no one has won before. No one's won. So you're they're saying- They're guaranteed a new champion. You're saying is they're getting all losers. <laughs> they're- Good competitors, and they have been to finals, but none of them is a champion. Some of them, have, so they have fresh meat too, like brand new people, or no, just oh, okay. people that have been on the seasons before but have not won. Okay, right, all right, yeah. And then there's another wrinkle. Oh, drama uh, to get to continue on. I think you know how they have like daily eliminations. Okay, and when you're eliminated, you go home. When you lose that, yeah, usually they'll face two contestants together, and the loser goes home. This one, I think they vote a contestant in, and then they're they're competing against one-on-one a former champion what former champions come in as um i don't know what you call them like a hired gun or something like an obstacle yeah so person. like to be a champion you have to be the champion this is like american gladiator exactly yeah yeah so these champions come <laughs> in not as contestants but as like the thing you have to beat right okay yeah this a stepping stone to winning but not yeah. really they can't win the whole thing no they're not in the money they're not in the contest right so i'm talking your cts your laurels, your Devons. <laughs> World famous, right? They're the global names. You should know these names. Right H- household names, really. Especially <laughs> if you listen to this podcast. But I'm excited for that. It hasn't started yet. Not Devin. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, I'm also excited because um, there were new people last season. It was their first season. Okay, yeah. And um, two people, because it was like pairs, um, made it all the way to the final on their first season. Oh. And could have, like, they could have won, but they got injured. Really? Right. Like, yeah. So now they're kind of like back in this one, and they're kind of like the favorites to win. Even though they're pretty new. They're, it's only like their second season, but they made it to the final last time already. So it was a big deal. Yeah. So uh, already, yeah, like some people that are made to the finals are brand new. So it's like, it's not always the vets are at the, the top. Yeah, but that's, it's rare. They're the... And they, they usually exception. don't win. Mm, okay. There has been people that won on their first season. Really? That's that's there has crazy. Been. Yeah. I wonder why people keep coming back and they're not winning just for the vacation. I mean, you, you, to try to win. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of effort. People come for like a lot of years and are nowhere near winning. That's true. Well, some people... Yeah, that's true. Right? I think <laughs> yeah. they're there for the vacation for the like maybe nice sure. sun or whatever. Yeah. It's also, yeah, it's also a vacation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I would do it, but I would... If they're like, hey, you could go and hang out, I would do that. <laughs> you want to be the TJ Levin... Yeah. If you could host, if right. you could be the one like, okay, guys, you guys have to jump from one truck to the other. <laughs> you guys have to jump into this. You know how they're like, um, they got to test these things out first? Yeah. I'll test it out. Really? You do that? <laughs> That's the worst job. <laughs> but I'm, I don't know. I love this show. You like the hype about it? Like the yeah. uh, drama? Yeah. Getting involved? You get um, to know these people because they come back. Right. Recurring characters. Right. Um, in the, I, I don't want to, okay, this is a spoiler alert, but the USA version the challenge usa which usually has um former champions in it okay. right because they, they want to compete to represent america in the oh, global one is there really is like they they get the best kind of yeah wow yeah hmm. um wes who's like a legend in this thing right yeah. one of the best players of all time multi-time champion <laughs> um they're gonna pull his jersey down and retire it like his number <laughs> like it's he did retire wow he got eliminated and he's announced this is my last one i'm not coming back that's a, that's a big deal to he was you. like one of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Name um like a, a character, a, a great can't. Pokemon. A Charizard that you really like. Imagine if Charizard was like, "I'm done being a Pokemon." I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of did that. Okay. <laughs> But I love this game, and it's crazy how good they are. They're better at Marvel at this than making me kind of like get interested in new people. So that way, when the old people leave, I'm still enthralled in it. Really, they're good at the transition because it's it's slow, right? Like because yeah. they get them involved in the drama of like this person hates this older guy, right? And then they're the vet eventually. Yeah, that's what's crazy is I've been watching, and there's characters that I in my head I consider they're the younger generation, and before I know it, they're the veteran ones that and the ones that I we used to watch are like oh they're not coming back anymore and they're like you don't know how this game works young gun I'll teach you the ropes right, yeah. or like backstab you exactly wow it is some of the best television ever made yeah right I can't wait for the next one I think it's like 34 or 35 so season seasons yeah. wow maybe even higher but um season 40 will come and I think they're gonna make that a huge one and people are saying like Wes will come back for season 40 but he says no no be uh, we'll a couple see. of years from now. And do you watch the global one ever? No, I didn't watch the global one. It seems like that's obviously be watching that, but it's just like not I your vibes yet. Happening. I think it was on Paramount Plus, which I don't have. That's the problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. But it is, uh, there's other spinoffs. There's like uh, All Stars, which is, they brought back a lot of older people that wouldn't compete well against the younger ones. So it's pretty much like the challenge um, oldies. And that's still exciting? Like, are they like going out in wheelchairs? <laughs> they just had 
these are your physical challenges. It's all more the puzzle ones. The, yeah. The mind twisty ones. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I bet this show, I don't know why. I, I can see why people don't get into it because there's a lot of backstory, but you just have to dig in. <laughs> They have, it's like comic books where yeah. like you just have to jump in. Maybe you don't know exactly what's going on. Right. Everyone's done that, right? Everyone had to just force their way in and learn. Do that to the challenge. Something to pique your interest, right? Right. There's but, one for everybody. Uh, uh, one of every language. Yeah. And even like the, the cast, they try to diversify. They all are pretty people, of course. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there's like different races and um, some speak different languages. It's, it's transcendent. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's so strange that I, I I don't get it, but I mean it's fun. But I I you're in love with it almost. Yeah. Don't you like watch YouTubers talk about the show like extra? Yeah, but a lot of times I hate watch stuff. Oh my! Just just to hear them talk about it. At first I hate watch it. Now I kind of like. That's how they get you. <laughs> But um, yeah, that, of course, if this is the last episode, that's what I'm going to talk about. MTV is a challenge. Get into it. Yeah. Oh, wow. If, if you had the chance, you wouldn't join just to see what it's like. If you're going to eliminate the first day, too old. you at least get to go and see what it's like. They have old people there. No, they're going to make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they're like. Yeah. They're, they're not, not all of them are nice people. Not all, no, 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 no. Especially when it's like you're the competitor. That's true. They're trying to keep you down. Yeah. But yeah, I'd just be starstruck. You stay... <laughs> It's like, uh, I'm going to beat you right now, but can you sign an autograph? <laughs> can I get a picture? Can I get a selfie? Uh, all right. That's what you've been enjoying. I wonder if they have cons. Oh my gosh. Maybe I'll go to a con. <laughs> get a photo op with them? Challenge con. Challenge con. Wow. Honestly, I, if there was, I might go. I mean, it's a big deal. It's multinational now. International. Yeah. All right. But that's all I want to talk about. I haven't done much, but I'm never going to miss the challenge. Uh, I like it. I like it. Stay consistent. Uh, well, with this being our last one, I want to talk about everything that I've been uh, enjoying, but it's really first impressions because I haven't had a lot of time with it, but I'm not going to be able to talk about it next week. So yeah. might as well talk about it now. Um, the uh, a recent video game that I've been playing is Starfield on okay. the Xbox Series S. The latest from Bethesda, right? The guys that make like Elder Scrolls, mm -hmm. they make like uh, Fallout, Fallouts, right? Those big like RPG games, yeah. Where um, you get involved in a world and it's very really enthralling, and you walk around, and you have control of your character, and you kind of like collect and interact with uh, NPCs that have their own personality, and it's like the talking to people. It's like a, a decision tree of how you're going to interact and make your own character, right? Mm -hmm. um, I've really enjoyed those games, like Elder Scrolls and. I, I've had some time with that until my laptop crapped out. I was like really involved in the game and really? then my, my laptop just like shut down on me. And then you couldn't play it? And then I lost my saves. Ugh. I don't think it saved up to Steam or anything like that, oh, but no. I, I was I was pissed. Um, but this one, Starfield, it's the space one now, right? Where yeah. like Elder Scrolls is like medieval and Fallout's post-apocalyptic. This is the space one. You're, you're uh, traveling through different planets. Right. Um, you have a spaceship that you get off, you get right away from somebody and you have like, uh, you, you get like a robot from right away and you kind of are able to, to progress and maybe get a nice spaceship. And these are just first impressions cause I just played a little bit so far. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game if I devote a lot of time to it. I, right off the bat, I'm not So it's super, not fun yet. It's not fun yet. <laughs> With those other games I mentioned, I can just like pick up and like, 
I'm enthralled with the world. I want to see what's on the other side of that mountain and fall out. Like I want to like get to the next, I want to expand my, my base or whatever, or see what crazy mutant I'm going to find in this post-apocalypse. Right. So what's wrong with this one? It, it just feels kind of like, kind of like kind of a dead world. Kind of like, it's like there's an the emptiness of space, a little bit empty and it's a lot of menus. Like more menus than I want. Yeah. Like it's a lot of buttons involved to launch your ship. Maybe I'm complaining, but I just felt like Loway. Like it's not as fast as a pickup as I want. Yeah. Um. But I like space. Like I, I want to uh, fight the different aliens in the game. Mm-hmm. Mostly so far, I've just been interacting with humans. I think the aliens are more involved later on and it's really just kind of like a tutorial and there's not even a whole lot of like places. I like what took me a while was trying to sell all this stuff in my inventory. <laughs> it's like simple stuff like that. I want it to be faster. So there's not a lot of action yet. I'm I'm shooting like the like a ra- like space raiders, like the okay. like like people like that that are in those other games already, like NPCs that are killable and there's there's a mission to pull me along and I'm starting to get an understanding of the different uh organizations in the world. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is sent around like trying to get an artifact that has like some deeper meaning like i found like a vision or whatever and there's some type of inner meaning that connects all of maybe life or whatever i don't know we've played um no man's sky yeah it sounds like they're just copying that i mean no man's sky has a lot of like a lot of it is the mining and building yeah and there's gonna be that later on like you're building like bases on planets mm-hmm. like that's how you establish that as like your planets okay but um that's not the whole game for for starfield like a lot of it is like like interacting with people and the missions to go take out like a space pirate or something like that. So it's a lot of missions as far as like getting to know the society of, it's it's supposed to be like also like Earth is like shut down, but all the other planets are still working, like Mars and like Pluto or whatever. Okay. Earth, you can't go back to Earth anymore. I think there was an apocalypse there too. Pandemic? Maybe. (laughs) But people are in space now, basically. So does it feel like you're still in like the setup phase or something? It's more like I'm in the phase where you're getting to learn the whole organizations through the world because I think that's a lot of what happens is like what faction are you gonna oh. sign up and stick with for the rest of the game so I, whoever's played it already I'm, I probably sound like I'm really early in the game but I'm just giving my first impressions right sure um, I mean, I, I, I could see myself playing for a while and, and changing my mind, but I mean, I've also heard like reviews about it, like ups and downs about this game. That's what I've heard. Like some people really just really want to get involved in a game. And this could be that where you're just like, you're just stuck in a game for a while and you like just the, the flow of like getting involved in a world. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for that, but also it's like comparing to other games, like other, other games do a better job of, um, like the te- technical aspect of, of feeling like you're in the world. Okay. You what other what games are you talking about like in elder scrolls you see a mountain you can like just go straight to it that was because this is space you there's a detachment to that it's like you like you go up and then it's like what they do to to fuzz out the world building is i think they have like a randomization of of places so you go there and it's like random again if you just go up and land somewhere so like it's not really all the same everything's not all the same it's not really all just one cohesive world there's some randomization in it yeah it's not really one world It, it just doesn't feel right okay yeah so you think you're gonna stick with it i might just stick with it for a while there's other games out there that are kind of 
uh, being talked about right now. Yep. Like like Baldur's Gate three is like yep. the one I'm thinking about. Uh, our cousin told me about it and how it's like so so fun. Like it's fun and creative. Those hours could be in that game. That's what I'm saying too. Right. <laughs> it is. I want to play. I hear good things. Like it's almost like you can do anything you want in the game. I have seen it. My coworker showed me him playing it. Yeah. It looks really good. Just the the fluidness of it, right? Yeah, and the action gameplay looked pretty fun. It's a turn based game, and it's yeah. like you're rolling the dice. I like turn based games. You do. I I I like Dungeons and Dragons, and this mm-hmm. is kind of that, but like total freedom in there. And yeah, I heard there's a great story. It's great character building. Um, but I also don't have a system that can play it right now. <laughs> so that's that's a barrier. <laughs> Yeah, I do want to try it. Starfield sounds like it's not for me. You think so? Yeah. Because you never really fe- uh, played a lot of these games, right? Like, no. the same company? No, I played Fallout 3 a little bit, and then I got to the point where, like, if this is all it's going to be over and over, I'm not going to like it. I also didn't like that, but I really like Fallout 4. Really? It was a different yeah. feeling for me. That's crazy. That's yeah. It's just the same idea, but you love one and don't like the other. I think it's just more, um like, gamified. Mm, okay. Yeah. I'm There's a game I'm waiting for, so I'm not investing my time of video games right now because I know Spider-Man 2 is coming and that's going to be what I'm going to be doing for a while. Yeah, yeah. That's a big deal, right? Yeah. It looks really good. (laughs) I love it. It does look fun. Uh, I don't know if I'll get it right away, but... I'm getting it right away. (laughs) Dang. Okay, okay. Um, Something else I've been watching, something I've been trying is I've watched the uh, first episode of Gen V on Amazon Prime. Um, this is that spinoff series from The Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, this change here is like there's superheroes that are learning to be superheroes in college, right? Okay. And so this is the same world where the, the seven, that this world's just league exists. And like these college kids are um, learning crime fighting in school mm-hmm. or whatever like that, or forensics or all these different methods of being a hero, how to right. use your powers. And um, they all want to be in the seven eventually. Like they want to be famous. Uh-huh. And it has the same cynicism, raunchiness. Oh, really? Goriness of the boys, right? Uh-huh. I mean, it's like, it's college age people. So it, it could have that still, right? Um, I think it's going to be good. Uh, I, I also feel like lukewarm about it too. I, I kind of like the main character. Is the main character we're following one of these students? Yeah, a new student that's going to the school. Okay. What's interesting about her is like, she didn't grow up like everyone else. Like she she was like, um, uh, I think grew up like in an orphanage or like a, you know, mm. difficult home or whatever. And then she like doesn't have like what other regular uh, like teenagers or, or, or college age kids have. Like she doesn't have a phone oh. type of thing. So she's, she is like an outsider. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Her powers are like kind of wicked. She can like control blood, it's oh. like a water bender, but just blood. That's oh. her power set. So I think there's a Mortal Kombat character like that. Really? <laughs> yeah. And that makes sense. And it, it definitely has the goriness that can come with that kind of power set. Like it's wow. in this show, right? And like other powers, it, it's like Amazon Prime level superpower effects. Mm. Uh, one character is called Golden Boy, <laughs> and he's basically like the Human Torch, but he's also like like the favorite of the school because he's called Golden Boy, right? Sure. And uh, he like when he turns on fire, like his clothes burn off, like the Human Torch, so okay. he's naked. <laughs> so it's a bunch of like raunchy jokes like that throughout the thing. I I'm not caught up on the boys. Okay. I don't know if I will. I haven't hooked me yet, but I think I'm, I want to try to watch it. Do I need a 
watch all the boys to watch this? I think there are some things, maybe like a season of the boys would be good, but there are some ties, right? Like it's like yeah. the, the boys, the the seven are doing their own thing, but it's not a whole lot tied. Like you just have to get that. They, they want to be the, the same characters. They want to mm. be famous and that the drama about how they got their powers is the same. And, okay. And that, that big deal. Um, it has some like uh, X-Men style kind of like childhood trauma in it. Nice. <laughs> and, and so like that gives weight to the characters and why they 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 want to be who they are. And there's also drama about the school. Like there's a secret about what's oh, going on. I do want to check it out. I've heard good things. Yeah. I, I think you could, you could try this this episode out. Maybe this will lead in, into liking the boys possibly. Yeah. If you like the same vibe. Yeah. I need, I need to watch the boys. Yeah. I'm going to continue with the show. I just watched one episode. Mm-hmm. I didn't know like they launch three right away so okay. i might watch those other two right right after this but uh gen v is pretty good yeah cool it's like sky high but r-rated okay <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen sky high really that's a childhood uh movie for me that i've watched a bunch i've never seen the shark boy and lava girl no. and i've never seen spy kids okay that's weird yeah i guess that's past your your <laughs> era it makes sense you've never seen those um, anything else you want to talk about? This is your last chance. That's my last chance. That's my that's my last go. Just like general impressions for what I'm gonna watch. Yeah, I don't have future. I don't have any future plans just yet. Mm-hmm. Just just challenge the challenge. And, oh, and the Spider Man game. Spider Man is coming out. Um, by the time you're hearing this, Loki's season two is out. Yeah, I'm hoping you know things are back to normal. I mean, the writer strike is done. Maybe the actor strike will be done soon. You know, the video game just went on strike. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. No. Like the day after the writers settled. For real. The video game. Industry. I don't know what it is, what group or what union, but they're on strike. I don't know how that works. Like, how do you quantify that? Like, is it like they don't work? <laughs> okay, so dumb. <laughs> We're striking too. <laughs> Um, this is the last episode, mm-hmm. so you can say whatever you want now, and there will be no consequences. So I know you said stuff off air before. You can say it now. Oh yeah, yeah. About what? Anything you want. There's no, no reason. Fair, yeah. Then you're not gonna be here next week, right? Yeah. So you, you can say. I'll let you say one statement. No consequences. Any any single words you want to say? Go ahead. I feel like you need to wash the dishes more. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna edit this out. <laughs> you can, how about you? That's not what I was talking about. <laughs> You could say any compliment to me right now. I'll let you go. <laughs> you wash dishes before I get a chance to. Wow. So now, now you could, that's why you're trying to rub it in my face. You're, you're, wow, turning the tables. <laughs> All right, this is the last time. Daniel, could you hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about everything we've said about for the past five years, pick it up and read your copy. Bye, everyone. See ya.